got Michael with us today uh, from Escape Homes. Um, Michael's a construction manager, is that right? Yeah? Correct. Is that your title? Yep. Yeah, sorry. Is, everyone yes. keeps changing titles, so I'm just going to make sure I give you the right one. I do a bit of everything, but yeah, um, yeah construction yeah. manager is, uh, is my title. Awesome. So thanks for coming in. Um, the, the whole idea of today and getting you in was to pick your brains a little bit about your journey in construction mm-hmm. and where you started and where you are now and and we'll just we'll just dive in a little around that on where what your thoughts are and where things are heading and the way things have changed and um yeah I think it'll be really really insightful for everyone who listens to this podcast so let's start it off with firstly why construction I didn't really have a, a choice Don um I my whole family built, um, so I come from a long list of uh, tradesmen and builders. Um, it was uh, it was a tough decision to get into construction, um, more so because prior to construction, I actually completed a double degree in um, marketing and human resource management. Um, that was, I would say, probably the doing of my mother. Yep. She kind of didn't want me to follow in everyone else's footsteps, but um, from a young age, being on site being around, you know, that process, that build process and seeing, um, I guess, what, what – not just what happens, just the involvement of a, a single plot of land um, which eventually becomes someone's home and family home and sometimes forever home. Um, I, it just – it really it, – it was intriguing and I think um, it's that which kept me in construction, just to see that process and to see the impact that we have as um, – you know, as builders, um, as tradesmen, um, the impact that we have on, on people's lives um, is, for me, like it, it was the thing that really drew me into it and has kept me in, in it through this this tough time. Yeah, good. Well, that's awesome. So, I mean, straight up, I didn't know that about you. So you've, you've, yep. you actually, your background and your passion early was something completely different. But, you know, it's, um, and it always intrigues me why, you know, you why everyone ends up in this in this industry? Uh, I call it the game because sometimes I think it is a bit of a game. But um, you know, it, it's you, what you say. You did uh, human resources and marketing and marketing double yeah, degree. Right. Yeah, um, right. and I think I can say that on my graduation day, that was a half day um, event. Um, my uncle, who's a builder, called me up and said, "Look, are you, are you on for work tomorrow, or can you come in today?" Um, so oh, I actually never worked one day uh, in that field. Yeah. Um, so but some, I, some may say wasted time. No. I say it's all it's all about the journey and the experience. A lot of people will say university or studying is, teaches you that, that ability to go and find things and, you know, work through things and, and not actually rely on others delivering for you. You actually – it trains you to go and work things out for yourself. So. I'm sure you got some things out of it. I'm sure it wasn't a waste of three yeah, years. No, a hundred percent. Look, look, my um, my biggest focus is the admin side and the um, I guess the preparation and forward planning. So I think that being in university and having to deal with you know with I guess that those types of scenarios, it really did set me up well um, to you know I guess work as efficiently as possible. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, these days, which has been um, has been um, needed for yeah. these tough times. Yeah, no worries. So you, um, so you started with your uh, your uncle. You said is that yes, you started yeah, this in the family business. Yes. Yep. So and then you've obviously moved into the volume builder game. Um, so you, when we met, you were working for Burbank. 
That's um, correct. So yes. were they the first volume guy you worked for them? Uh, no. So I was at Mimosa Homes yep. um, prior to that. Um, when I got on board there, they were really just on their on the up. You know, um, they probably had went from a couple hundred to four or five hundred homes. So um, I was able at at the time. It didn't seem as though it was um, enjoyable, but what I took from from being there and um, seeing that transition from a small business, I guess, to a medium slash large business, um, I can tell you now today, very beneficial, very, mm. very beneficial. So what's the biggest thing? It's the, the biggest challenge for that small builder, um, which you're obviously now taking on to your clients, uh, to, to sorry, to your employers. So what's the biggest challenge for a small builder that goes from, you say, one or 200 homes, and I'd call that medium, so, you know, that they, they go to over a 1,000 homes a year? I, I think that firstly it is the, the personnel. So ensuring that you, you place the correct person in the correct position and that they are, you know, um, their values, I think, their values and, and the way they set up um, as, let's say, a manager, a building manager or a construction manager aligns well with the business. Um, I think in that process of booming, um, you also have to look at your processes, you know. Um, a lot of the companies that do boom overnight generally um, work in a manner which wouldn't always be so efficient and I think that they they run their business off like a, um, how would I say, more of an old school approach. And I think when you, when you boom, you have to sometimes uh, do things that are just more efficient. They will um, ultimately cost more money, it will, you know, on the, on, on the front end but on the back end. It will not. It will save people's time. You'll free your supervisors up to, I guess, you know, um, do more supervising instead of hands-on work. So I think those are the two main things. Um, again, and the the business needs to be also realistic on their targets. I understand it's it was very stressful at that stage when we boomed at Mimosa, but um, I think they have to be realistic about their targets because I think ret- uh, staff retention, keeping those those good people in in the positions that they're in, like supervisors, um, is very important to, you know, a, a successful growth. But I think that's that's key. Yeah, it's interesting because the, the the ethos behind Basecom, when I started what we're doing now, my whole intention was is to make our clients or our supervisors' life easier mm-hmm. with creating a process and a system and a service that sits in between trade and supervisor just to make their life easier because I, I – Forever was we were meeting people and um, and just noticing that the burnout, like you know, might start and it's all good and it's fine and Danny promised ten homes or whatever it is, and they end up managing twenty one and struggle with that that um, pressure and that anxiety of construction, um, and that's one hundred percent why I started looking into how we could lean up the process and and make it easier for our supervisors, which I hope we're doing to some degree. Um, but our challenge at, at, at for Basecon's level at the moment is we're still looked at as concreters mm-hmm. when no one in our office has had a concrete. So we've got that little challenge at the moment is actually making sure that with our supervisors and our clients that they understand that we're actually working for them and helping them to deliver that product to make it make that role of a supervisor easier to some degree because you, you, that point you just made then is keeping retention of staff and in the industry – Oh, because we work for multiple clients, the amount of turnover in supervisors is insane. 
Do you think that's just because of burnout? It is a major factor in it. Again, like I said before, yeah. it comes down to um, the right people. It, it comes down to management, yeah. I, I would say. Um, I myself have come across it in the industry where, um, you know, you have a good group of people who have the company's best interest at heart. Now, let me just say that that is key. Hmm. doesn't matter if someone falls short here or there um, or maybe good at one thing or not good at another. If they have the company's best interest at heart, they're always going to be um, working positively and, and, and working for the business. So um, when management come in, and I've found that at a previous employer, mm-hmm. that um, when management come in and shake things up, they, they really need to be uh, mindful of um, who they're, they're dealing with. Each, each individual will be a different person to manage. Um, each individual will approach, um, I guess, a build um, or their everyday um, uh, schedules differently. So I think that um, I think understanding your, I guess, your workforce, even your trades, um, from from you know construction managers upwards, is is key because a lot of those people, um, it may not look, you know, on paper that they are doing the right thing or that they are at a certain standard and sometimes unrealistic standard that management set, um, but they are really doing their best and kicking and really are kicking goals on site. Um, so I think that understanding that, you, being in touch with um, the actual construction side of things, numbers can only get you so far, mm. but the people are, are the reason why um, the jobs push on, are the reason why builders get, you know, either a good or a bad finish. So if you have the right people in 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 those positions, you have the right supervisors, I believe that understanding them and incorporating who you have underneath you is is it's very important. Very, very important. Which is which is it brings me to the next point. Um, a lot of our audience are people who are trades and are working in the industry and have no conceivable idea about how their clients work. So they may be working for escape homes, for example. Mm-hmm. They the only interaction they ever have with the builder will be with their supervisor or their accounts department. And, you know, and they have no idea on how the, how that all the wheels and the cogs turn within a, within a a building business. So it brings me to the next point. What do you guys look for in trades at the moment? Yeah. Just if they're available to (laughs) work, I'm not going to lie to you. Which is sad, but Uh, it is, it is. Um, And, you know, to, when you use the word trade, and I'm, this is a big thing I, I speak with with my guys a lot, um, to me a tradesman is someone who does not just actually know what they're doing, takes pride in their work. Mm. So for me, if, we, if we're going to talk general terms, um, it's it's someone who, you know, who comes with experience, yes, or even if they don't have experience, they are, um, I guess, you know, the type of person who takes pride in what they do. Um, we are not unrealistic. So for us at Escape Homes, um, we work, I guess the way I worked as a supervisor and I just let my guys know you have to be realistic. So we want guys who who will be realistic. They won't promise the world. You know, I know that's still a good trait because people don't want to let people down these days. Um, but, yeah, we focus on, on guys who are experienced, take pride in their work um, and they want to work for the business, you know, um, and they want to they want to forge you know I guess a long term relationship. Um, 
I've had opportunities through this difficult time to bring on suppliers and trades who would, I guess, you know, help us out and assist us in moving forward. But then that would ultimately damage the long-term relationship we have with our current trades and suppliers in specifics, you know, um, in specific trades. And I opted not to. Yep. So we took a bit of a, a hit in, in build times, but at, uh, ultimately we're looking for people to be on board now and into the future. So that's that's kind of how we assess it. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, at the moment, um, with labour shortages across across the board, it's very, very difficult. Um, and I, I feel as though, like, um, some trades, some suppliers price gouge at the moment and they see that opportunity to do so. Um, so, it, look, it's for me it's very disappointing um, for me as a person, but I understand that as a business we do have to push through so, you know, for us at Escape Homes, we're looking probably next year to start really refining that construction process and, you know, I guess assessing who we have on board, you know, um, from trades and suppliers, who who was there for us and when we were down because, as you can see, so many builders are going down now. It's those relationships and, again, like our relationship, Dom, yep. is what for me has got me um, outstanding results. So, like... From my perspective, I think our relationship, just just you know, a little bit off topic, is yeah. what is what got us through our backlog of yeah. of, of bases and 100%. slabs getting done in Geelong. Um, and like, thank you for that, just everyone. That's all right. <laughs> it all works. It all goes around. So yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And yep. and that's that that's how I look at it. It's all about that you know that a real trade, a real relationship, and you know, um, setting something up long term. Because we're here, we're we're um, for us and for myself as a builder. Um, we're uh, currently getting up off our knees through this difficult time, and it will be the people who stood by us, who will be the people with us, when you know the the, the job numbers do dip for yeah. everybody and people looking for work. And I think that's for me, that's key. That's you know that's probably a bit of old school mentality, but um, it is key. Yeah. And that's I don't think that'll ever change when humans are involved. But it brings me to the point that construction hasn't changed for a very, very, very long time. We still build houses the same way we really did 20 years ago. Um, the only thing that's changed is we've, we've tried to build it a lot quicker and quality's probably gone off. So how much time and effort as a building company or as, a, as an organisation, as, as an organisation do you spend thinking about the future and how you're going to build houses in the future because I, 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 I can't see it ever getting back to the way it was as in the skill sets of trades. Like we, I mean, even just in our organisation, the, the trades that we, we employ, we know they're not what we would call tradesmen but they're good workers and we've got to manage that bit that they don't have. And I, it's just, it would just be interesting to hear your, your thoughts on what the future of construction looks like. I think the future looks very different to what it is now. I think that probably for the next 12 to 18 months we will be stuck, you know, mm. I guess in the past. Yeah. Um, but past that we've had chats about waffle pods. Um, obviously as a business for us at the moment we're looking, um, as many businesses are, um, at that Hebel option, different types of cladding, um, trying to work out ways to, you know, offer customers um, colourbond roofs and, and that's very basic. It's a very basic yeah. thing. Look, um, not to play down what we do but, you know, we, we're a wholesale builder so we do we are trying to keep it as simple as possible but 
in saying that, still trying to make changes because I can see that there will be a lot of changes coming up. Obviously, we've got um, is it Seven Star, yeah, which they're really pushing for. You know, that's that's going to throw a spanner in the works. If if, if that is going to get approved, that's going to throw a spanner. That's um, a lot of money uh, that you'll be spending to ensure you reach that. And um, I think um, we as a business have to look at that and see where we can, um, I guess, um, not just cut costs but, you know, uh, navigate our way through that and still remain competitive and still be able to offer a product that um, a first home buyer can can, can yeah. buy because yeah. um, obviously it, it is tough times out there. So um, from our business perspective, we are not looking too far ahead but I think having those different options – um, again, with the claddings, with the roof finishes, um, it's it's pretty important for us. Again, we don't want to throw all of our eggs in one basket, yeah. as most builders have, yeah. whether it be on one side or the other. Um, but I think um, I think buildings going to change. I, I really do, um, and I think that guys like bricklayers, dying breed, um, a, a lot of tradesmen, you know, um, uh, roofing contractors for you know concrete roof tiles unbelievable labour shortages. Um, at the moment we've got some more kind of, I guess, coming around because more so because of the flow of work. But in general, massive dying breed. So as a business we we, we note that um, and we, for now, we're pushing to the end of the year um, and I guess the first quarter next year. But after that, like I said to you, it's not just the internal. We're looking to refine everything external as well because we can see the changes are coming and you know, it's always best to be on the front foot. Oh, yeah. You, you, you don't want to be after it. You can't be reactive. You've got to be proactive in everything. And it's it's just interesting. I feel that the way we interact with trades, and this is it's just, you know, it's why we came about, is the way a builder is structured staff-wise and how they interact with trades, I think there's going to be have to be a massive change around all that because you, you've just not hit the nail on the head. I honestly think tradesmen you know, inverted commas, is that they are doing themselves out of a job. And it, it's, there's two things behind that is it's fast, it's quick, there's not a lot of money in it, um, and well, and that's pre-COVID. So, you know, it's it, you sort of – there's a certain person that's going to do that work for you and they're not very good at managing. They're not very good at managing their time. They're not very good at managing their money. They're not very good at, at managing a lot of things. They just want to go and work. So I almost look at them as labour and labour only and – I'm really, really interested to see how builders actually operate as a um, the number one contractor, so the tier one contractor, how they actually interact falling down. I think supervising will change. Um, just, you know, I just I just think the way that people use trades and the way they're going to go about it will be really interesting over the next three to four years because um, yeah, I can see it. You know, one thing, it's got to be affordable. We've still got to be able to afford these houses. That's right. That's Secondly, right. that's all great. We get the pricing right. We've got to be able to build it. And where do we find those people to do it? So two things will happen. Either is the industry will just completely slow right up and the good people will survive or we'll start doing things differently. Um, and what that will be, who knows? It's it's going to be it's going to be an interesting yeah. couple of years ahead of us. It is. So, so what's what's next for you, mate? It's you know, I know you're in an escape. You've been there coming up 12 months or not? Yeah, not coming yet. up 12 yeah. months now, yeah, yeah since, since I left Burbank at Christmas time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, coming up 12 months. Um Look, for me, um, 
coming from a, from a, from a big builder like Burbank, um, it was the perfect change. Um, um, it, my time at Burbank was um, overall positive. Um, I just think that, you know, the changes that were being made really didn't align with how I was. I'm very, very, very trade-orientated. Yeah. Um, you know yourself, Dom. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about the trade. I'm all about the supervisors and the trades um, and our suppliers as well. Um, but I, I do my best, my utmost to protect them at all costs because I believe that good good trades, good supervisors are key to, to success. They build your house. Exactly. And yeah. look, for me, again, change in management over there and, um, you know, um, the proof is in the pudding because a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of turnover there. We're one of them. Um, from a great, a great construction team. I can say that right now. Yeah. A great construction team, a great uh, group of a group of guys and a couple of ladies. Um, we had about sixty five supervisors at one stage when I left. Um, they'd obviously scaled down the business a bit, and about thirty odd, twenty five, thirty. Um, but again, great, still great people left over. Mm. Um, and as I said previously, if you look down the um, what do you want to call it, the ladder, the chain, there's some good people down there. Mm. But unfortunately, up top, they're not looking down. So. Um, for me, look, that was, you know, again, bittersweet. But uh, moving on to Escape, a very, very family-orientated business, not just one that, that promotes it, you know, on their adverts, um, but a very family-orientated business, you know, a lot of a lot of the family working in the business. Um, again, coming in from a volume builder with um, a very regimented, you know, structure and um, build processes, um, it was a slight shock um, to see you know, how things were going. But, again, the business has based, um, I guess, their, um, their, their their whole existence around um, just being, I guess, being good people, doing the right thing, ensuring people are paid. Um, and, unfortunately, when you boom, when you get out of that zone, um, it does become tough. So it's been a, it's been a difficult um, year but a lot of, lot of positives, yep. a lot of positives. And it's a business which... Um, should, you know, um, should peak again and deservedly. Um, a very good business, uh, good people, very, very good people um, in the business. So it's it makes it a lot easier. It yeah. makes it a lot easier, you know. So I, at the moment, um, I'm looking after, I'm a construction manager, but I look after uh, 14 supervisors at the moment. So probably not industry standard. Yeah, yeah. But again, I'm not dealing with your run of the mill supervisor, which no disrespect to them at all. Mm. But I'm not I'm dealing with um, fourteen different individuals who a lot of them have been in the business for a long time. So it makes it makes it a lot easier. It makes it a lot easier and everyone's on board. Everyone wants the success of the business. They're not, you know, um, they're not selfish. So I've absolutely loved my time at Escaped Homes. Um, and again we're going through some some tough times in, in this industry and, you know, to still stay positive and to still be actually, you know, making up ground and staying efficient. Um, it may not look like it out on site. So um, especially look for us out in Geelong, we, we absolutely boomed out there with our sales. So um, we do have a bit of a backlog, but we've set up structure, procedure, the process is in place. Um, we've got, the, we've got the manpower. So, um, we'd like some more. So if there's any bricklayers out there in Geelong, <laughs> um, <laughs> just let us know yeah. because, um, yeah, look, there is a bit of a backlog. But as a team, the guys have really come together um, and, look, 
big thanks, like I said, to, to you guys before for, for really chopping us out there because it made a big difference. It made a big difference not just to us as a business but, again, to our customers mm. um, where, you know, are they or I, I sympathise and understand everyone's frustrations in this time. Yeah. Um, but, look, it's we're back. We're, we're on track now. We're doing, doing quite well. Um, and, again, it's just push through to the end of the year and the first quarter and then we'll start refining the business. But, um, yeah, to be honest with you, they um, I was a bit flat. Um, at the end of last year, um, everything started get, getting to me because yep. um, unfortunately where I was previously, it wasn't – nothing was realistic. Yep. We're not running off realistic expectations and plus the additional pressure on the outside. And you, you see people, they're, they're struggling, even people within the construction team. Um, you know, you're standing down, you know, team members. Myself, uh, prior to becoming a construction manager, at the start of COVID, I um, also – I was stood down mm. not knowing when to come back to work. And for me – it was a big hit. Mm-hmm. It was a very big hit. So I can – I really – I sympathise with everybody. You know, mm-hmm. for me, I actually had no jobs left. So that's why I actually got, I guess, punished for um, good performance. Doing a good job. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, look, so being here now, it's – honestly, it's um, it's a breath of fresh air. It's, it's, I feel good. I feel positive. Um, yeah, I, I cannot complain. So Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, and we love working with Escape. We've, I mean, we only came across through your connection. Yeah. Um, which is generally how this this industry works is everyone yeah, takes is. their their trades with them, um, and we've enjoyed every minute of it. It's you know they're they're a good bunch of guys as you said they're they're pretty controlled and um, you know it's nice to deal with people professionally instead of you know just yelling and screaming which is the old school. Um, mm. And we've we've really tried very hard to get rid of all of those clients who want to yell and scream at us and doesn't get you anywhere. So um, I know from the office staff here and and even our our subcontractors who work for us have. have Enjoy doing the escape stuff because it's I th- as you've just highlighted. I think that everyone's respecting each other, and you know we've, we've got a an end target. Um, so I, and look, if if escape can get through this, the next twelve months they'll get through anything. We mate. will, yeah, yeah we're, we're, yeah. So look, it, uh, it is tough. To, it's tough. Oh, it is tough times. Cash yeah. it, 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 cash flow takes a hit. You know, um, most builders, or some builders, will still make money on their jobs, but. Are they really making money? You think about the resources they they allocate to that job and the time frame. So, um, yeah, no, look, we're 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 sitting in 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 as good a position as we can, yeah. And we know where we're going. That's I think that's the key to know where you're going, know how you can realistically get there. Yeah, yeah. and then that's all we know. We've, we know we have no real unrealistic targets. Yep. So that's yeah, that's key for us. Awesome. Well, mate, all the best. Thank you. Thank you for coming in and, and sharing. Is that it? That's yeah, all it is. That's Tom. all there is. I mean, that's. Oh, it, mate, I was happy to sit here all day. Yeah, with you. I know, and you can talk all day. I know. So yeah. it's um, but look, it, that's really, really useful. And and for the people who listen to this podcast, I, I think from a trade level, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that you know, look, just be reliable, be take pride in what you do, be respectful, yeah, and, and more probably a lot of it is just have a bit of patience at the moment. You know, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Look, I tell my boys all the time. You know, a lot of them are like I said, they have the. The, the business best interests at heart and they're pushing hard but sometimes they're doing a bit, you know, the old school. Yeah. Dom, probably yeah. from when we first met yeah, yeah. back then, you know, yeah. um, the yelling and screaming but, um, no, nah, patience is key. It yeah. is key because everyone's under pressure. It's it's across the board, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, Dom, thank you for having me here. Like yeah. I said, I could, I'll could i be on any time you want, mate. We'll, we'll have you back. We'll have you yeah. back in, in six to 12 months' time and see how things are going in escape. That'd be great. Things have changed. That'd be great. Awesome. Thanks, thank mate. You, mate. Cheers, mate.